my jam. As the young people say, that's my jam. Hallelujah. That is who you are. We bless your name this morning. We bless your name this morning. Lord, y'all sang that song. Ooh, I told her when she texted me yesterday, I said, y'all know when y'all sing that song, it messes me up. Oh, my God. Well, y'all put some extra on there today. I sure thank you. I bless your name. I bless your name. Well, you see our pastors are not here today, but I pray as well that they are away getting some much-needed rest. But they left us here in charge to carry on. And ain't that what we're here to do, Reverend Burrell? Thank you, Minister Matt, my other half, for stepping in and being the worship leader this morning. I'm telling you, you're getting better and better at that. Praise God. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. See, when you put them on the program, they get better and better. Uh-huh. Some of y'all that's out there clapping, we coming for you. Uh-huh, just get ready. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We thank you, we thank you this morning. I certainly greet you in the name of Jesus. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord this morning because, you know, I don't know about you, but I just realized that he didn't have to wake me up, but he did. And for that, I am grateful because it wasn't that I have been so good, uh, but it's because he is so good. And so I'm glad to see you this morning. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. I thank you for all of you that are serving this morning from the back door to the pulpit. Thank you so much because we don't take it lightly. You did not have to be here, even though this is your church home. You could have been anywhere. This is uh, uh, the holiday, so you could have been out celebrating or doing whatever you wanted to do. But I'm going to tell you, the best celebration is here in the house. I just thought I'd throw that in for free. Uh-huh. But you see, the scriptures, I'm going to get right on into the matches. God, I ask you to just hide Veronica behind the cross. It is now preaching time, God. And you know I've done my homework, Lord, but I want you to speak for me and through me in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. And I will forever give your name praise. Amen. You know, he woke me up. It's been a couple of weeks now, almost a month, and he gave me the title, I was built for this. And I said to one of my colleagues, I said, you know, I woke up this morning and God gave me this title. I don't know where in the world this is going. What does it mean? I ain't got no scripture. I ain't got nothing. All I got is a title. But you know, God works that way sometimes. But then as I started praying on it, and he started giving me the two scriptures that you heard this morning, and I'm just going to, uh, I'm not going to reread both of them, but 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, I'm just going to reread that one for you, and I'm going to read that one from the Message Bible. And it says, no test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. And he'll always be there to help you come through. 
Well, I don't know about anybody else in the house today uh, besides me, but I just needed to read that again this morning to let you know that your trials and your losses and your sicknesses and your disappointments or whatever you may be facing does not define you, but rather it is propelling you toward your destiny. Uh, I need you to be aware that you are still, no matter what you're going through, a product of God. And he has a plan for you. I, I need you to know that nothing that you have faced can overtake you. You see, because God, you've already heard it, is faithful and he will always provide a way out. Uh, uh, and just in case you didn't know it, I, I just want you to know that your, dur your journey that you have been on is not really about you. Uh, but the journey you have been on is because there's some testimonies that's got to come from that journey when you trust God. When you go out to speak to God's people. That's why you're on the journey. Je Jeremiah, did he not say that he knows the plans that he has for you. Uh, so I ask you this morning if he knows the plans and he is the plan maker, then he already knows what you're going to face. Every hill, every mountain, every valley, every obstacle that will try to deter you, every situation, every hater that you encounter, every encourager, he already knew what he put inside of you, and he had to shape you for the journey. And I want you to know that everybody's journey is not the same. Everybody's journey is unique to them. But see, I, 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 when I was reading this and going through, it came to my mind just as a potter, you know, when he places his clay on the potter's wheel, he begins to assemble his tools there's some things he need. He, he may need some wooden tools or he, he, for shaping or uh, uh, he may need some tools that's going to help things stay straight. Or so he has, has some pieces of wire that's going to cut away some of that extra stuff. <laughs> you know the extra stuff we, work, we walk around with. You know that stuff that's just between you and God. That extra stuff. <laughs> yeah, he may need to cut some of that stuff away. Some of that stuff that's been hanging off and hanging around. And then the potter may have some rubber scrapers and some wet sponge sponges. Come on, work with me, God. And, and to smooth some of the surface before removing it from the wheel. I'm told that some potters use an electric wheel or some use the treadle where they have to actually do some physical work and move their feet. And so they adjust that speed just as the wheel responds to their movements. And, and then they may have to put a little glaze on it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So that requires maybe a brush or, or something to dip or to spray the, gra the glaze on. So when I was reading that in my mind's eye, I can only imagine Say it. what the master potter must be doing <laughs> when he begins to shape and mold and design each one of us. I, I, I can just imagine that, that, that his hands and his fingers are much at work, just like that of, I, I, you know, if you come from old school like I do. Yeah, I can remember, you know, when I was having my children, that uh, my mother would come when she came to help me out, and uh, she would uh, bathe the babies. And 
uh, 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 she would look the baby over and make sure everything looked just right. You know, mm -hmm. we checked the ten fingers and ten toes and mm -hmm. all that. But she would be at the house and she would be bathing the baby. Uh, 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 and she would hold the baby, Sister Monica, just, just so. You know, in her arms, the legs would be back here and the baby's head was in her hand. You with me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and, and she would look at that head and sometimes, you know, through birth, the head wasn't just right. Uh, 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 may have a little lump over here that should be, you know, wasn't, got to straighten out a little bit, you know. But she would take the baby oil and rub it in her hands. <laughs> yeah, she was preparing her tools, you know. Her hands is what she was going to use. And she would hold that baby in her arms ever so lovingly. And then, and then she would take her hands and, and she would start to shake that head. Sit, Come on sit, now. Sit. You know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. She would just keep rubbing every bath time. And, and it was so good to the babies that the babies would just be drunk. You know, just 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 just, just fall right on out in her hands. And she would just keep rubbing. And, and I can remember she would sing to them or, or she would hum to them and just shape that head and just getting them in place. And after a while they were knocked out. Just in peaceful sleep. And I said, God, that's how I imagine you holding us. <laughs> Shaping us and building us. Because uh, you already know. Because see, you say you know our beginning and our end. <laughs> uh -huh. So you're there shaping us and, and molding us and, and, and caressing us and getting us ready for what life is going to take us through. But the problem is when life comes, we forget who fashioned us. See, because the world will make you believe that they define who you are. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing to me that, you know, we can go to the doctor and, and the doctor tells us such and such is wrong. And we come out of there and we repeat everything the doctor said. We call everybody we can call. Girl, the doctor say I got such and such and such and such. And we don't question him. If he said we got it, we, we walk with it. it. We got this. Yes, yes, we got it. Whether we got it or not, if the doctor said it, we believe it. But yet when it comes to God's promises, when it comes to his promises, we can't remember how to repeat them, let alone tell them to somebody else. We need to remember his promises when you, when the doctor is telling you it's such and such. See, I don't know about y'all, but when I'm, when I'm in the doctor's office and they telling me all this stuff, I may be hurt, but I'm like, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. This too shall pass. In Jesus' name. Because I know some stuff going to come because I'm not 17 anymore. So some stuff going to come with age. But all that stuff that comes, I put it in his hands. This and that. And this and that, I put it in his hands. But I want you to remember, just like you repeat what the doctor says, repeat God's promises of what he's laid out for you. You see, because I realized a long time ago, I'm not the one that's strong. It's the Jesus in me that makes me strong. See, because he already said when we are weak, he is strong. 
I came out to tell somebody that he is the lifter of our heads. Uh -huh. If you don't remember anything else when you're fighting your battles, he is your battle axe. He is our conqueror, Come and on. he is the lover of our souls. Okay. Mm. I want you to remember that you were built to withstand everything that you're going through. Oh, I know it don't feel good. Because mm -mm, we don't like to go through nothing, you know. We don't like to hurt. Uh-uh. But we're built for it. If, and it's because you survived. I, I want you to remember that God, he can take you out of anything in any situation. Even when we're not faithful to him, God still keeps us. Uh, you know, there, I was around 19 years old. And my mother and I were leaving the church one night, the church house. And I had parked my car around the corner from the house, from the church. And as we were walking along, we were just talking, my mom and I, and we got to this schoolhouse, and it had this tall, like, uh, I don't know, it was some tall thing that stood there, um, like a wall. And just as I got to the wall, a young man jumped out, stood up, and he grabbed me by the arm. And it startled me, but what got me was when he grabbed me by the arm, he stepped around in front of me, and he took the gun that he had, and he laid the barrel smack in the middle of my forehead. Well, I don't know that I called Jesus. I just remember that I froze because the barrel of a gun was laying on my forehead. And I could hear him saying, give me everything that you have. But I couldn't move, I was frozen. And I can remember my, and he said it about three times, he said, I'm not playing with you. Give me what you have. And I couldn't move. But I remember my mother reaching down and taking my purse and she gave it to him, and she gave him her purse. And he ran off. But I tell you this to tell you that I'm being transparent today. I was raised in the church, but at 19, I was doing my thing. Okay, and I want you to know, I want you to see how God will keep you. Because he knows the plans that he has for you. <laughs> See, because I, I realized in, in, in that moment that God will keep you and, and, and rescue you even when you don't have sense enough to keep yourself. See, and the main thing about that story is he took my purse and my money and my engagement. He took material stuff. But God didn't let him take my life. You know why? Because he had a plan for me. There was something else that needed to be done that he needed to use me for. Isaiah 43, 1 and 2 says, fear not. <laughs> for I have redeemed you. I, I, I have called you. Some of your Bibles will, Bibles will say, I have summoned you by name. By name. You are mine. By name. Yes, sir. When that when that came back to me, because I have not told that story to a whole lot of people, but it came back to me, and that's when the scripture says, 
I called you by name. I said, you go, God. You go, God. Thank you for keeping me. He says, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. Come on now. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. Oh, I remember, I remember, I remember when the old folks used to sing, walk with me, Lord. Just walk with me. Y'all remember that one? Oh, walk with me, Lord. Just walk with me. Because when I'm on this old, oh, tedious journey, oh, I want Jesus just to walk with me. Oh, walk with me, Lord. Come on and walk with me. Oh, walk with me, Lord. Just walk with me. Cause when I'm on this soul, oh, tedious journey. Oh, I want Jesus just to walk with me. Come on, one more time. Just walk with me, Lord. Come on and walk with me. Oh, walk with me, Lord. Just walk with me. Oh, when I'm on this soul, oh, tedious journey. Yes, I want Jesus to walk with me. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. I can tell you that he walked with me that night. I just want you to walk with me. <laughs> uh, because, see, when stuff comes like that to you, when it comes back to mind, you begin to realize, yeah, God, I was built to, withstore, to withstand these storms. Uh, but I tell you another thing. See, when the storms come, you can't be so fast to just faint. Yeah. See, some of y'all surrender at the wrong time because Galatians says we shall weep reap if we faint not but you keep fainting and giving up at the first sign of struggle you keep showing up with the wrong gear oh here you come y'all know my saying boogity boogity yeah we got a fight going on here you come boogity boogity you got your knife but you got a knife at a gunfight that ain't going to help you. Mm -mm. See, because Satan, I'm telling you right now, Satan is not playing with us. He wants to kill and destroy. And he's going forward with all force. If you see everything that's going on around us right now, he's coming to kill us. I need to let somebody know that Satan is not your friend, honey. He ain't your boo. He ain't your friend. He comes to kill you. But you got to know who and what you're fighting. You got to know, as one of our friends said, you got to know who you're laboring with. Hmm? <laughs> you better know the captain 
of your ship is so you can stand up and fight. See, because the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, if you pick that up more than just on Sundays, okay, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you'll know that there's a whole lot of witnesses in the Bible. And, and God can't use just any old body. You know, when he fashioned you and he molds you, he already knows what you're going to go through. So he's got to put some stuff down inside of you that will sustain you when those things come. So when he wanted the ark, he didn't ask me. He went on over there and he got Noah. Bill, I need you to build this ark. Somebody who had great faith and could withstand the laughing. Can you imagine the laughing and the ridicule that he went through? First of all, you're going to build something on dry land. Second of all, you ain't, got, you ain't near no ocean. And, 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 and we know full well he wasn't a sailor. Uh-huh. And he was not a, a carpenter, but yet here he is building. Mm. And he ain't just building no canoe, CJ. <laughs> here he is, he's gotten his instructions from God. And God is guiding him. See, he's already put in him what he wants him to have. And he's going to build this ark that's a one and a half football fields long. It's high as four, a four-story building. And six times longer than it is wide. Now, that ain't something you go get some ice cream sticks and glue together and make. That's God. But that, but that ain't the only one. Then when he needed to call on somebody to, to, to make an unthinkable sacrifice. Just think about if God called you to do some of this stuff now. Mm, mm -hmm. He had to go over there and get our Abraham. <laughs> uh -huh. Somebody whose faith allowed him to leave his country and his people and his father's household and go to a land that he says, I'm going to show you. What? So I'm uprooted. I'm leaving. And I don't even know where I'm going faith. Mm -hmm. And then if that wasn't enough, then I pray for a son, you give me a son, and then I got to take him up to Mount Moriah to sacrifice him. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. You're going to give him to me, and now you're going to take him away. Now we know, we already know, at the end of the story, there's a ram in the bush. But I'm going to tell y'all, I, I don't know. I would hope and pray that he'd put enough stuff in me to take one of my three sons and get ready to lay him on the altar. You got to be real, y'all. You can't come with, with just no talk. Because see, when stuff like this comes, Oh, you got to put your foot to the metal. You either going to walk this thing or you're not. It ain't about a whole lot of talk. But God provided for him. He provided a ram in the bush. Because of his faithfulness. And because of his obedience. Then he went over there and he needed a prayer warrior. Come on, Daniel. 
Come on, Daniel. He needed somebody with a, a, a unique gift of understanding and of visions and dreams. But he had to fashion my brother. 80 years old or more. He ain't climbing the lion's den. They threw him over in there. <laughs> Simply because the man wanted to pray. See, we want our lives to be smooth and we don't want no hills and no valleys. Please, God, just let us have the rose garden. Yeah. We don't want all of that. But here this man was thrown in the lion's den simply because he wouldn't bow down to a man. Somebody with a title, a king. Mm -hmm. But you know, when I was reading about Daniel, there was nowhere in the book where I heard that Daniel was marching around with a picket sign saying, I believe in God. No, that ain't what Daniel was doing. Daniel was minding his business. Daniel was over there in his own crib, not at your house, at his own crib. Put some windows up because he wanted to get some fresh air and pray to his God. Here y'all come. Boogity boogity. Looking over there in Daniel's house. Gonna run back and tell that. He over there praying. Didn't you say he wasn't supposed to pray? It don't matter that he over there in his own place. He over there praying. Not only is he over there in the crib praying, he down on his knees three times a day. Just can't let the man be. That's what we do right today. Peep it over in somebody else's stuff. If you just handle what God gives you, let me tell you that is a full-time job. I can't be worried what's going on over there, Burrell, in your house. I got to try to keep straight what Veronica's doing over here in the greenhouse home. That's a full-time job. Not only for me, but it's for God. A full-time job keep me straight. But y'all all over there in his stuff. Okay, so then he said, okay, 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 okay. I, 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 need, I, I, I need a girl, I need a sister that's going to handle her business. I, 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 I need a sister that's going to, because you know we in, we in there. Come on, sisters, you know. God said, let me go over here. Get me a sister girl that's going to handle this, 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 this war that I need handled. Yeah, I know you got Barack over there, but let me get this girl going. So he went over there and he fashioned himself a Deborah. <laughs> go ahead, girl. An uncommon leader and a prophetess that you know back then she's trapped in tradition, locked into captivity by this cultural and gender prejudices. But she's a prime example of what God has something for you to do. You got to press past those barriers. You got to press through the barriers. Because you got to fulfill your, your, your purpose. Now, don't get me wrong. The girl was smart. She was chosen as a judge because of her faith and her wisdom and her fairness. But God used her because of her obedience. He needed a job done. So well done, Deborah. Uh, and just in case you need one more. You know how y'all are. I didn't give you about three, but you need one more. Go on over there and sit in Job's chair for a while. 
Oh, come on now and walk in his shoes. Because what I read about him was he was dependable, ethical, and trustworthy. He is blameless and he is upright. He's not among the worst. He is among the best. But Lord, look at his trials. He loses his children, his property, his wealth, his health. But he refuses to forsake his belief in God. Rather, he declares, though he slay me, <laughs> yet will I trust him. But God shaped him for that journey. He had to mold him for such a time as that. But I want to let you know that Job was sold out for God. He loved God and he feared God. But I got to just imagine that somewhere along the line, Job might have been like, now wait a minute, God. You know, the wicked people, they're over there prospering. Y'all know we say that right now. You be looking over that now. Why they got four, five cars? I'm trying to get this one car. Keep the wheels rolling. As they say, the wheels on the bus go round and round. These don't want to turn. They got five, I got one. I just can't imagine it somewhere along the line. He must have been, wow, how come they prospering so? And the people like us, the innocent people, suffer. And then he had some friends that wasn't no help to him. But the only thing I'm going to say to you about that is don't allow anybody to dishonor your faith and your God. Amen. I don't care who it is. There's poor Job's wife over there. Oh, curse your God and die. I said, no, sir. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. It's a, 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 a reminder to surround yourself with some people. What positively, that can positively impact your life. You better watch who you hanging with. You're going to have to leave the haters where they are and leave them to what they do best, hating. That is all they have. That is their platform. That's what they're here for. You got to learn how to push past it. You see, because somebody's sitting in here, God is trying to do some new things. But you keep surrendering. But I say, you're surrendering to the wrong thing. Surrender to God. You're surrendering to the old stuff. You know why? Because it's comfortable there. But God's trying to move you past that. You see, some of these, these battles that you, that you face is going to require you to stand up and fight. But then there are some that just require you to just walk away. Ah, oh, that's the hard one. Y'all know good and well, that's the hard one. But that's the one that's going to require the most strength. Because when somebody is doing something to you, the natural thing is to respond. As they say today, we're going to clap back. We're going to wiggle our neck, Reverend Denise, and we're going to let them have it. But that ain't what it's called us for. Sometimes we just got to walk away. We keep thinking that walking away is weakness, but it's not. It's strength. It takes a lot of strength to walk away. The battle ain't yours no how. It's the Lord's. So, and then I'm going to tell you, in the middle of the struggle, sometimes you just got to just go ahead and dance 
in the middle of all this adversity. If you wait till the end, you may not have enough energy. But sometimes you just got to get up in the middle of your storm, pat yourself on the back, thank God that he's brought you thus far. And you got to keep on moving. You know, when I was putting this together, I said, God, this, 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 this message is not just for me. It's, it's, it's for the people who have been counted out. You know, you know, the ones that you were told you would never amount to anything. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you, you know, you were told that you were too weak. You know, we, we, the, the, the world has, uh, uh, will put you in a, in a box in a minute. You're too weak, you're too sick, too ugly, too fat, too thin. You ain't never been chosen for nothing. You ain't going to get no second chance or no second look. You, you, that one that never should have been born according to man. But I say to you, change your view on things. Sometimes you got to change your perspective. I don't care who's spoken that over you. That one, those promises are what you need to speak over your life. See, because you can't approach your problems the same old way and then expect a different outcome. What I want you to remember today is that you were built by the Almighty. He said, fearfully and wonderfully made. You are made and fashioned in his image, not the world's. So I'm just going to end today. I'm almost done. It said, I'm just going to tell you that if the music in your life are not what God has promised you, they ain't fit for God's promises for you, then change the music. And I not only change the music, change your partners. Because you are only as strong as your journey. Only as strong as your journey. If you weren't built to endure hardships, you never would have survived. Not the circumstances that some of us have been in. If he hadn't fashioned us and, and, fashioned us and built us into the things that he wanted us to have, we would have died. Because so many that were in the same circumstances that we were in. Did I not hear you say something about 35 years sober? 32. Okay, well, in that 32 years, can you imagine how many of them died? But you survived. Some of them circumstances we have been in, many have died. But here we are to tell the story. To testify of what God has done. Only because he wanted to keep you. Only because he knew what he put inside of you. Only he, because he knew that if you just step back a moment and then breathe. You could pull from what he had already put down in you. There's a song I think that one of them saying that uh, uh, millions didn't make it, but I was the one who did. That's God. That's God keeping you for the journey. The songwriter says, God, I thank you for every mountain that you brought me over. For every trial that you've seen me through. And for every blessing. He says, hallelujah. For this, I give you praise. So I want you to remember. 
when you're going through it, it looks like your back is against the wall and it ain't no way out. Pull on the strength that God has given you. Because you were built for this. God bless you.